In episode 41, I share the top remote jobs or businesses to get into and how to explore the best opportunities that fit for you. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out their remote work options. I believe that remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. It is time for a brand new series. It's always fun to kick off a new series for the new month. It brings in fresh energy and new ideas. And this month is all about the top remote jobs or businesses right now. Now, before we dig in, I want to tell you, I don't really want to talk about this. This is not a topic that I really want to share. (laughs) So why am I doing that? Well, I get this question a lot, or I see this question a lot. People say, well, what are the top jobs? I need a remote job, or it's time I finally start that remote business, but I don't know what to do. What's out there? You know, what should I get into? And inevitably, I will see people post answers in Facebook groups, because I see it in Facebook groups all the time, or online, or wherever there are conversations happening. People like to toss out ideas and lists of jobs out there. And so recording a whole episode giving you a list of jobs, I feel like is not the most helpful thing to do. But I'm going to do that with some context, because even though I don't like to give that answer... Sometimes that is the best answer, giving a list just so that you have a jumping off point. But here's what I want to say before I do that. It's always best to start with your own skill set. Start with what you know, what you do, what you love to do, what you want to do. Start there and then go look for those opportunities jobs or businesses you want to start and what the market actually needs. It's better to start with yourself than to start by looking at a list of random jobs, okay? So when I do this today, I'm also gonna give you a little bit more context on how you can make this list actually work for you. So we're gonna start with that today. And then the rest of the month, because all of these episodes are connected, I'll be giving you more ideas and resources and action steps to help you figure out what's going to work best for you. So this will include things like, how do you explore what's called job families? How do you actually match your skills and interests to the right opportunities for you? How do you actually search? Because that's another place people get hung up a lot is when they go look at job sites or freelance sites, they get overwhelmed very quickly with all the options. So I want to talk to you about the best ways to search and really, really important how to avoid scams. Scams are coming up more and more. We just had a very lengthy conversation about this in remote work school the other day. A lot of people were vulnerable and shared about either scams they got caught in or almost got caught in. So definitely going to touch on that this month. And then finally, how to think about how much money you actually need to make, which sounds like easier than it is in some ways. So I'm covering a lot this month. Somehow I get it all in there. I don't know. I think I talk fast. Anyway, so I do want to start with if you're the kind of person who says, just show me a list of jobs because I want to know where, you know, what jobs are popular and how I can, I can start applying to them. I do want to encourage you to go back and start with episodes 37 through 40 before you do this, because I still think it's important that you get some good foundation in how to reinvent yourself for the remote world. 
I just had a really great conversation today with someone, really a couple people this week who are very, very qualified for the jobs that they're going for, but they are being rejected for those jobs because of either their resume, they don't have a remote resume, or the way that they talk about themselves on a resume or in interviews. It just isn't quite aligned with where we are today in the modern world of working online and working digitally. So it's important that you do a little bit of reinvention where that makes sense. And that's all of last month's uh, episodes, 37 through 40. So I encourage you to do that so that as we move forward, you at least have that foundation so that when you do look for these jobs, you're already coming to the table with a good resume or a, a way to talk about yourself that just opens more doors for you. So let's get into the meat and the potatoes of today's episode. I am going to start by telling you what are considered the top industries right now, and then we'll get into the top job titles. And then finally, I'm going to link some of the transferable skills for each job title, because what's more important than the title are the skills that are required to do that job. And then you'll see how next week when I get into job families, how this all fits together like a nice little puzzle. As I go through these lists, here's what I want to caution you against. You might hear these industries, you might hear these job titles, and you might immediately get discouraged. You might think, well, I don't know any of those jobs or I've never worked in that industry this is also why I don't like to give people lists. However, I don't want you to get discouraged. Just because you may not hear your job title or the industry that I mentioned isn't an industry you come from, that doesn't mean that you won't be successful in what you do. Remember, this is just a list. It's just a list that reflects what's happening right now in the job market, but it doesn't reflect everything. It doesn't represent the variety of jobs and businesses that I see people doing or help people start. For example, I know a woman who teaches sewing online, and I can tell you right now, sewing online is not going to be on the most popular jobs list. I know a guy who teaches art. I know another woman who does remote nutrition coaching. I know another woman who teaches online cooking for an anti-inflammatory diet. Heck, my aunt even teaches acting classes online. None of those are going to make this list, but I'm sharing those with you to give you more inspiration that the ideas that you might have are still possible. And again, they may not be on this list, but that doesn't mean you should abandon them, okay? Actually, quite the opposite. It means that you might have no competitors, okay? So that's a, that's a topic for another day. All right, so we're going to get into the first list. This is all about the most popular industries right now. This comes from FlexJobs. If you don't know about FlexJobs, they are an online job platform. That's where you can find a load of remote work opportunities, part-time, full-time. They've got a lot of resources. They're not a sponsor. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just telling you that FlexJobs is one of the top platforms for jobs, but also really, really great research. They have their finger on the pulse of remote work. They pull their research from a lot of jobs that get listed on their site um, really every day. So they have access to real-time data. How many jobs? What type of jobs? What companies? What industries? What salaries? And some of that you can get for free. Of course, to access more of that, you're going to have to pay. So you have to decide for yourself if it's worth it. 
And again, that's just one platform. There are so many, but the research that I'm talking about today does come from FlexJobs. So here are the top seven industries that FlexJobs is talking about being the most popular right now. And, And by most popular, let me break that down. That means where the jobs are. And if you're wondering, well, are there any jobs? Because all the headlines seem to be bad news about layoffs and people losing jobs, or maybe you even lost a job yourself. The actual unemployment rate is still historically low and employers are still struggling to find talent to fill these roles. Also, as I go through this list, this isn't just about jobs. This is about businesses too. If you want to start a business or you want to do something on the side or you want to create a service or become a freelancer, these lists will fit for either full employment, part-time employment, freelance contract business. Okay. Here are the top seven industries. Number one, the computer and IT industry. Honestly, that's been top for really the past decade. Number two, marketing. And marketing is massive. We could sit here all day and do more than one episode on what the heck marketing really means because there are really endless things you can do in marketing. Number three, accounting and finance. Also, that's been on the list for a really long time, really several years now. Project management is number four. Number five, medical and health. Uh, Number six, the HR and recruiting industry. Now, this is interesting. I think this has been growing in the last couple of years, even though, again, we're seeing all these headlines that make it sound like there are no jobs. Well, HR and recruiting, they're the people looking for talent and trying to place people into jobs. So, of course, it would make sense that this is a growing industry. The last one is customer service. Again, customer service has been a pretty popular industry for a number of years. So there are your seven. Let me just read them again because I know I talked in the middle. Computer and IT, marketing, accounting and finance, project management, medical and health, HR and recruiting, and customer service. Those are the top industries. Now within those industries, you can find a variety of job types. So for example, let's say that you are, let me pick one of these things. Let's just look at marketing for an example. In the marketing industry, you could search for jobs on being an email marketer, going into advertising, website design, social media marketing. Podcasting is a form of marketing, right? So this is what I mean by when you look at an industry, then you can go explore all the job types that fit within that industry. And it doesn't even have to be tied to marketing itself. Inside of the marketing industry, there could be a whole bunch of other jobs that aren't even marketing related. We're going to move on. But if you have any questions, just shoot me an email or, you know, DM me on Instagram and be like, Camille, what, what do you mean by that? And I'll, I'll give you more detail, but I got to keep going. Okay. So now let's get into the actual job types or job titles. I'm going to list these off. Then I'm going to circle back around and I'm going to talk to you about the skills within each of those job titles. Okay, number one, accounting. And this has been around for a long time as well. Accounting and bookkeeping, I should say. Number two, executive assistant. I would argue that this should now be called virtual executive assistant. Number three, customer service representative. Number four, senior financial analyst. Number five, recruiter. Number six, project manager. Number seven, technical writer. Number eight, product marketing manager. Number nine, customer success manager. And number 10, graphic designer. 
whew, that was a mouthful. Now, I just rattled off a whole bunch of job titles, and if you sat there listening to this thinking, well, I don't qualify for any of those. This was my fear, right? That you would hear a list and think, well, there are no jobs for me. Again, this is just a list of where the jobs are most popular, meaning the most amount of jobs. This is that list. But if you have other job titles, other experiences, other skills, you should continue to search on the things that you do qualify for. However, here's what I don't want you to rule out. I don't want you to rule out that you might have some skills that are found within these jobs that can then lead to other job types. This is where we're going to get into job families the next time on this show, okay? So what I want to do now is I want to take it a step further, and I want to talk about the transferable skills for each job I read off. So I'll read the job again. I'll talk about the skills because this is where the gold is. This is where really understanding the skills that are required to do this job might lead you to an aha moment where you think, okay, well, maybe I can't be a senior financial analyst because I've never done it and I don't have the credentials to do it, but there are skills inside of that job that I do have. And that's going to lead you to a different job within a job family, which again, well, I'll cover all of this this month, okay? Because it's a lot to cover in one episode. So let me start with the first job I mentioned, accountant, okay? So it's probably obvious what accounting is, accounting and bookkeeping. But even if you don't have accounting and bookkeeping as an experience that you've had or a job that you've had, you might have some skills that are related. For example, detail orientation is important in that job. So is being accurate being organized, uh, getting things done on time. So if you're someone who likes things to balance, let's say you like to balance a checkbook and you like things to tie up real nice. Well, maybe you're not going to be an accountant or a bookkeeper, but you could take those skills that you do have and you can find other jobs that are sort of loosely connected where you are happy and you are qualified in that other job type. Okay. So let's take a look at the next one, which was executive assistant. And again, I said, this should be called virtual assistant now because, you know, everybody's doing it online. Oh my gosh. I could sit here and do a whole episode on how many skills could go into being a virtual assistant. In fact, I probably will. I know a lot of virtual assistants that I could have on the show who could talk about this, but this could be anything from email management, social media management, fixing website issues, writing blog posts, responding to customer questions, perhaps taking phone calls if that happens anymore, maybe setting up Zoom meetings, maybe making pretty graphics. I mean, really, I could go on and on. There could be 101 things here. So the idea is to imagine if you if you knew all the skills that a virtual assistant could do, it's possible you could be a virtual assistant yourself, or you could take those skills and start looking for, well, what are some other jobs that require these skills and would I qualify for those? Or if I flip it to a business, maybe you have a set of skills around being a virtual assistant and you could start a small side business on the side. 
For example, maybe you can dabble in some social media management, you know, creating a few posts, putting them on different people's accounts, and maybe you charge an hourly rate, maybe you charge a monthly rate, and that becomes a side business. Again, it really boils down to skills and not necessarily the title. That's really the point of this entire episode. Okay, let's move on to customer service representative. I think it's self-explanatory, but some of the skills there are being able to talk to people, being able to resolve customer issues, being able to answer questions, being friendly, building relationships. Those are some of the skills required. And again, maybe you're hearing that list and thinking, well, I don't really want to be a customer service representative, but what are some other things I could do that actually need those skills? Because I have those skills. All right, let's move on to the senior financial analyst. This one's a little tougher because if you didn't go to school for this, it might be difficult to actually qualify for this role, okay? However, there are skills within this role that you may have that you could take and do somewhere else. For example, maybe you're still really good at managing finances for yourself or maybe even you've done it for other people. Maybe you've helped a friend balance a checkbook. Maybe your family comes to you to ask you questions about financial things. So maybe you have a knack for that. But this role might also include attention to detail, ability to communicate complex information in simple terms. It definitely requires that you know math, and it might not hurt to know a tool like Excel. So again, even though you might not be a financial analyst, You could use those skills in other jobs. There are other jobs out there. For example, here's one that just popped right into my head. Data entry has some of the same skills, attention to detail, inputting things, using Excel. So maybe you don't qualify for something at the senior financial analyst level, but maybe you qualify for something at a more entry level role or something that's just a stone's throw away from that job within the job family. Let's talk about the job of being a recruiter. So some of the skills include working with people, having good communication skills, the ability to build relationships, staying organized because you have to be organized with all of those relationships and following up with people and calling them back and making sure that you're referring them and and that you're on top of all of that, right? Also, probably reviewing resumes, because if you're a recruiter, you got to help people shine, essentially, on resumes and on LinkedIn and places like that. So think about that. Maybe you're not going to be a recruiter. And here's a really good place for me to pause. I have actual personal experience with this. I have really great skills around working with people, being a good communicator, building relationships, and I am a terrible recruiter. Now that might surprise you because you're you're probably thinking, well, don't you do this whole remote work thing and you know, don't you introduce us to employers and help us find jobs? I do. But believe it or not, the aspect of recruiting that I'm not good at is all the organization, the follow-up. I don't want to track people in a system and send them alerts and constantly follow up with people. That's not for me. I am a much better coach than I am a recruiter. And that is a perfect example of how I take all the skill sets of a recruiter and I do them, but in a different job as a coach. And that's the point I'm trying to get at here today is that you can take the skills that you have. And if you're finding titles that you look at and you say, well, I can't do that, or I'm not qualified, or I don't want to do that. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You've got a great set of skills that we could look at 
other jobs where those skills are needed. Okay, let me go to the next one, project manager. So for this role, you would want to have transferable skills like the ability to organize well, the ability to track a lot of moving parts. You should be able to use different project management tools like Microsoft Projects or Asana or Trello. You should be able to stay on top of deadlines and work with people. And here, maybe you're thinking, Well, I have a lot of those skills, but it's never occurred to me that I could be a project manager. And that's another way that this exercise can help is when you look at your skill set instead of a job title, it might lead you to a job title you never even thought of. There are a lot of people I talk to who have these types of skills who say, well, I didn't know I could really be a project manager because I never was certified as a project manager. Well, guess what? I was never certified as a project manager, and I've been a project manager in like three different jobs. Honestly, I don't know why they hired me because (laughs) I could be more organized if I'm being honest. But again, that's an example of all of my other skills were really valuable because we're not going to be great at everything in every job. We just have to be good enough at the right things, right? Okay, let me move on to the next one, technical writer. This is someone who writes like those technical step-by-step guides as an example. So some of the skills here, you would need to be able to interpret information. You would have to turn that information into steps. So you would need to be uh, detail-oriented. You'd have to be able to follow a process, et cetera. So maybe you are hearing this and thinking, well, gosh, I do have all of those skills and it never occurred to me I could be a technical writer. Well, it probably could be. And now that we have things like chat GPT and AI, it's actually probably even easier now. And side conversation for a whole nother day, but I'm going to mention it. There are a lot of people saying, oh, all these jobs are going to go away and disappear because of AI. Some will, but some will just be easier to do, like technical writing, right? You need to think about using these new tools, AI and chat GPT and other ones, as a way to enhance what you do for work, not be afraid of it. Make it your friend, not your enemy. All right, next one, product marketing manager. That's where you are marketing a specific type of product. So the skills here would be things like communication, you know, the ability to communicate with people, either in person or online. Maybe you need some marketing. I'm guessing you do because it has the word marketing in it. You have to be deadline driven. So you probably have to deliver proposals on time. You have to be, I'm guessing, results oriented. By the way, if you hear me say I'm guessing, it's because I'm guessing. It's not like I went out and definitely checked that every single one of these jobs requires all of these skills. What I'm doing is I'm brainstorming, well, what are the skills that are likely to be required in this job. And then next week, I'll show you how to actually validate this and it'll get you more focused on the right searches, okay? So for product marketing manager, I think the last one I said was results oriented, right? The whole point is to market a product. So I'm guessing you're gonna have to track the results of how that marketing is going, okay? And then two more, customer success manager. Some of the skills here are going to be, you gotta be service oriented. You have to know how to resolve conflicts because customers always have conflicts or, you know, an issue that they want to talk about or write about, et cetera. You have to be able to solve problems probably in the moment and probably under pressure. And you probably need to be able to improve the customer experience. So some people just heard that and thought, yuck, 
I don't want to do any of that. That sounds awful. And other people heard that and they were like, oh my gosh, I could do that. I love working with people. Again, that's another takeaway is, you know, some of these jobs, they're not for you. And some of these other jobs, they probably sound like they're for you. And it all boils down to the skills that have an intersection with the skills that you have and that you like, right? Okay, the last one is graphic designer. This one's pretty huge. It's hard to say, well, what are all the skills that go into this? Because this could be anything from the ability to design a logo to the ability to listen to someone describe what they want their website to look like and you go build it. It could even be as simple as you know creating fun little sayings on little cards. It could be designing t-shirts. I mean, gosh, the sky's the limit here. Now, here's a little hack. If you like being creative, but you don't have a graphic design background, I've got one word for you. Canva, C-A-N-V-A. You've probably heard about it, but if you haven't, this is an online tool that makes you look like a design wizard. I am horrible at graphic design and I do everything in Canva and it's pretty amazing. So if you feel like, wow, I really like designing things and I wish I could do more, I encourage you to go play with Canva because You know, sometimes it's a matter of taking something you have interest in, maybe you don't have all the skills, and doing a little bit of self-training on it to get yourself where you need to be. I should say that I am almost entirely self-trained on every job I have ever done. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on this podcast before. I don't have any formal training in really anything I've ever done, whether it's project management, training design, learning and development, marketing website design, email marketing, social media. I am literally self-trained on all of that. And I have to tell you, I'm not really that good at any of it, but I get by because I focus on the skills, not the title. Like I wouldn't go out and say, I'm a social media marketing manager. I would never call myself that. But can I post stuff on Instagram and have it be decent? Sure. Could I get a job doing that? Probably. Do I want to? Not really. (laughs) So I find other things. One place I will say that I have the most actual education around is coaching. I have done a lot of work around coaching. I would say of all the things I do, coaching and learning and development are the ones where I have the strongest skill set. And so sometimes I go into those job titles and I, I look at, well, what are all the skill sets in those job titles, and then where can I use those skills in other places, right? So I can take all that great people skills and communication, and then I can apply it to a marketing role, right? That's how we use transferable skills to go back and forth between job titles. So that's the list. Let me let me read the list of the top job titles just without all the interruptions. Number one, one more time, accountant. Two, executive assistant. Three, customer service representative. Four, senior financial analyst. Five, recruiter. Six, project manager. Seven, technical writer. Eight, product marketing manager. Nine, customer success manager. And 10, graphic designer. Those are the top titles according to FlexJobs, as I mentioned. Remember, it's not about the job title or the job. It is the skills within those jobs that matter the most. When you focus on those skills, it can lead you to other jobs. And that's what we'll be talking about on the next episode. See you then. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
be sure to check out my free remote work training where you can get more ideas and action steps for how to work with me on your remote work options. Go to camilatel.com slash remote dash training, or you can find the link in the show notes.